this Friday, July 28th, MLB betting picks edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Welcome, everyone, to the MLB Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Thursday evening, here to break down our MLB betting picks for the Friday schedule on the Diamond. And joining me to help me break it all down, I got my guys here with me. D-Rock is here with us. D-Rock, what's going on, my man? How are you feeling today? Oh, I'm feeling hot. It's it's hot over here in uh, New Jersey right now. I think it's around mid-90s. But uh, other than that, good to see uh, Shohei finally pitched a complete game today. So nice of them to get the win. I'm curious to see if he ends up with the Cy Young, too. But that's going to be a different conversation because right now he's like minus 1,100 for MVP. But hmm. also joining us, I got my guy here, Scott, with me. Scott, how you feeling, brother? Hey, doing pretty well. I know besides the complete game, Otani homered in game two. So he's keeping himself busy. But uh, I don't think he's going to win the Cy for the record. I think he'll get MVP, obviously. But for Cy, yeah. then again, the last three starts he had before this one weren't great. So I do think his numbers aren't going to be dominant enough. Of course, when you add it with the hitting, it's one of the best seasons of all time. But for pitching alone, oh, yeah. he's probably not going to win the side. But he, he could probably not play another game for the rest of the season, and he'd still win MVP. It, it's over. Mm. I mean, I don't know what more you want to – What you like? do you need any more proof that he's yeah. MVP? You could have just given it to him already. No. I mean, I just gave it to him at the beginning of the season. But um, <laughs> Angels last night came out and said they're not trading him um, and trying to make a playoff push, and they go out and trade for Lucas Giolito. Um, so we'll see if they can make a little playoff push here. I think that last time I checked, they were four games back of the wild of a wild card spot in the American League, and they should be getting Trout Trout back soon. So we'll see what kind of transpires with the Angels. Uh, full games of schedule or full uh, schedule of games, I should say, for the Thursday card, gentlemen. Um, let's just dive right into it and, and get out these picks to our listeners. Uh, first game on the board tomorrow is the Detroit Tigers uh, coming off of the doubleheader on Thursday. They're headed to Florida to take on the Miami Marlins. I'm seeing Reese Olsen is going to get the start here for the Detroit Tigers, and Braxton Garrett is going to get the start here for the Miami Marlins. Looking at the lines for this game, as I refresh my page here, uh, I am seeing the Marlins are a minus 150 home favorite, plus 130 on the money line for the Tigers. Total is set at seven and a half uh, with a little bit of big on the over at minus 120. Run line for the Marlins is minus one and a half, plus 140, and plus one and a half, minus 165 for the Tigers. D-Raw, kick us off, my man. Yeah, I'll start off with a nice plus price. I'm going to take the fish on the run line, plus 140. Uh, Tigers, like you mentioned, they're going to be dead. They're going to be playing. Uh, they have this doubleheader today. Then they have to travel to Miami. So I just think this is a bad spot for the Tigers tomorrow. My, Miami, they're great at home this season. I think this is – they haven't been they haven't been doing well coming out of the All-Star break, and I think this is a good series for them to kind of get back on track and you know make another push for the playoffs. I know Garrett hasn't had his best stuff at home this season, but 
but the Marlins have won his last six starts at home. And now they get to face Reese Olsen, who, in my opinion, is just a complete fade. So I'm not going to overthink this one. I think the Fish do win big here. Uh, if you don't want to take the run line, I do see minus 148 out there on the money line. That's not a bad price. I made the Marlins a minus 175 favorite. So I'm going to take them on the run line. Uh, plus 140. I love the price. Uh, Scott, what do you got? Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with the Marlins as well, but I'll go with the money line to play it safe. Uh, Detroit is, I'm assuming, going to get swept in this doubleheader. They're down 5 nothing right now in the second game, but you're looking at the Tigers. They can't hit. It's not really a secret at this point. Uh, I do think that it's worth mentioning Detroit is bottom 10 against lefties in the league in OPS, so they're mm-hmm. not good against lefties either. I'm aware Garrett has not been good lately, but once again, Miami has done well in his starts regardless, especially at home. Olsen's not great, but it's mostly going to come down to the actual lineups here. I have more faith in Miami's lineup than I do Detroit's, and Detroit did a decent job in game one saving a lot of the bullpen because they let uh, their main gas can long reliever get torched for about five innings. But I do think, once again, looking at game two, Manning has not pitched well either, so I'm not sure how much longer he's going to go. The point is Detroit might have to actually use a couple of relievers in this game. Uh, and I am wondering how many guys they're going to have left in the pen for this game, not to mention the travel and the bad spot there. Miami on a day off in comparison, by the way. It's not even just the fact Detroit's playing two games. It's the fact Miami's playing none. So Miami's going to have a fully rested bullpen. Detroit's going to have to use a lot of guys with travel involved. I'm taking Miami money line. I would consider the run line, but I really don't like Miami's current form. So I'll play mm-hmm. it safe and take the money line instead. Yeah, I mean, uh, not much more for me to add here. You guys nailed everything. The, the scheduling spot here for the Mar- sorry for the uh, Tigers and how uh, Tigers have not been doing well against left-handed pitching, well below league average in most of the offenses' uh, statistical categories, at least over the last two weeks. And we'll go back even further um, over the last month as well. So Marlins' uh, team right here for the first game on Thursday. Um, all right, next game on the board, we have the New York Yankees. They are headed to Baltimore to take on the Orioles. Garrett Cole gets to start here for the New York Yankees, and Grayson Rodriguez gets to start here for the Baltimore Orioles. Looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Yankees are a slight favorite here of minus 125. Uh, Orioles are plus 105 on the money line. Total is set at eight and a half. Run line. Minus one and a half plus 130 for the Yankees and plus one and a half minus 150 for the Baltimore Orioles. Scott, your Yankees getting it done here or do we think the Orioles stay hot? I think the Orioles, of course, are currently a team in much better form than the Yankees. But I do think even though I have been roasting the Yankees for a while, this line does seem too cheap. I'm going to go with Garrett Cole here. Uh, Simply put, I don't think Grayson Rodriguez is that great. I know that he's a young prospect and he's going to have a bright future, but as of right now, he's had a pretty mediocre at best season. And his last start against Tampa, he was pretty good. Five and two thirds, two runs. We also know that Tampa's fallen off a cliff offensively. So not exactly a great, uh, I should say as great of a showing as they might suggest on paper because of how bad Tampa's been in the month of July. I forgot what they are exactly. What Tampa? What are they like? Five and fifteen in July or something? It's really bad for the race. But the point is, uh, Grayson Rodriguez has not been great this year, and Cole, of course, is still a very solid pitcher. The Yankees did split that two-game set against the Mets, but I'm aware the Yankees aren't a great team right now. But minus one twenty-five against Rodriguez with Cole on the mound does feel a little bit too cheap for me. There are some rumors as well that Judge might actually come back on Friday. So the uh, the Yankees might get some a little bit of a boost there with the lineup. I'm not sure how good judge is going to look, but at least it gives you some protection at the top of the lineup. 
I'll lean to the Yankees around minus 120, give or take. I just feel like with the starting pitching disparity, as bad as the Yankees have been, it's a little bit disrespectful towards Cole. I'll take the Yankees. Yeah, Garrett Cole has been in Cy Young form uh, this season, and he's been pretty good in his career uh, against the Baltimore Orioles as well. I'm trying to filter this down uh, since he joined the Yankees back in 2020. Uh, against the Orioles, and let's see. To here. be fair, He's the five Orioles were, record with a three. They were really bad. ER. I was going to say they were really bad for a couple yeah, of yeah. years. So I'm not sure if that's a fair comparison. But yeah. He's been pretty good against the Orioles for what it's worth. Yeah, he did have one start earlier this season where he did give up five earned runs to them, uh, three walks, only two strikeouts. But his recent form has been really good. And again, on the road this so far this year for Garrett Cole, he's three and one. The 2.59 ERA, and I think it's more about just fading Grayson Rodriguez here because, again, uh, he just hasn't been very good. He's prone to give up hits um, and runs. Last five games for uh, Grayson Rodriguez, 0-2 with a 9.67 ERA in six home starts this season in Camden Yards, 1-2 with a 9.11 ERA. Did have a decent outing against the Tampa Bay Rays, but, again, the Rays, like Scott mentioned, in the month of July have, I believe, one of the worst records, if not the worst record uh, in the entire MLB. So I think the Yankees can put up some runs here. Even if they get three to four runs here, I think that Garrett Cole should be able to um, limit the bats of the Baltimore Orioles. So I'm there with you on the Yankees money line here at minus 125 here. Uh, Dylan, what do you got? Yeah, for the record, uh, five and 15 in the month of July. That's what I thought it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I it was so, yeah. Not off to a good start, but uh, yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I'm going to get in front of this Orioles train. I'm going to take the Yankees. I got them earlier, minus 115. I still like it at, at minus 120, minus 125. I made him a minus 130 favorite. I agree with Scott. I think it's a little disrespectful to call with this short number. I think they do have the pitching advantage over Rodriguez, who he's only making his third start in the month of July. He hasn't looked good at home this season. And the Orioles, they they have uh, they are winning the head-to-head against the Yankees this season, but Cole has had success against this Orioles team. I think he won uh, late in May. I think it was like 6-5 or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. But I, I like the Yankees here. I think it's a short number. I think they get back on track. It, I did see that Judge might come back tomorrow, so hopefully he does. It'll be a big boost to their offense but should be a good game but i will give the edge to the yankees they do have the better bullpen as well so i'll I'll go with the yankees all right team right on the yankees again uh all right guys before we continue the conversation here let me tell everyone about the sports gambling podcast patreon page do your part in the war against corporate gambling and sign up for the sgpn patreon ton of exclusive content contests and merch just for our patrons plus a monthly sgp stories podcast an ad-free uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being dgens there's even a discord channel just for patrons the sports gambling podcast patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support sgpn sports gambling podcast.com slash patreon again that's sports gambling podcast.com slash patreon All right, guys, let's get over to the next game on the schedule. Let's go over to let's go over to Pittsburgh. We have the Philadelphia Phillies and the Pittsburgh Pirates 705 Eastern start. Seeing Zach Wheeler getting the start here for the Philadelphia Phillies and Mitch Keller on the mound here for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Looking at the lines for this game, the Phillies are a minus 165 road favorite here, plus 140 on the money line for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Total set at eight and a half with a little bit of juice towards the under at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half plus 105 for the Philadelphia Phillies and plus one and a half minus 125 
for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Start here with Zach Wheeler, 6-5 and five on the season with a 3.88 ERA. Over his last five stars, he's only recorded um, one decision, what's been a loss, uh, a 4.75 ERA. He's been decent on the road this season for the Phillies with a 5-3 and three record with a 3.72 ERA. His last start uh, was a fantastic one, which was against the Guardians in Cleveland. Seven innings, only allowed five hits, one earned run, eight strikeouts. And unfortunately for the Phillies, uh, they uh, Zach Wheeler did not get any run support in that game. They lost that game one to nothing. But prior to that game against Cleveland, the Phillies had won four straight starts uh, with Zach Wheeler on the mound. On the other side, it's been a complete opposite story for Mitch Keller. He got off to a great start during the season, but his last five games have been atrocious 0-3 with a 7.13 eras allowed 19 earned runs in 24 innings pitched last two games combined for mitch keller 11 innings 19 hits 14 earned runs allowed um and the pirates have lost four straight starts when mitch keller is on the mound three out of those four starts have been by two or more runs here so uh for me i I think it's one plus one here. I have the better pitcher who's in better form right now in Zach Wheeler. Mitch Keller is reeling a little bit. I know the offense for the Phillies has, you know, fell off a little bit. Um, but I think this might be an opportunity for uh, the Phillies bat to get to Mitch Keller here. Um, and then Mitch Keller in his career against the Phillies. Um, it's not good. With a, yeah, 7.80 ERA. Um, he's. I think he's lost... Yeah, the last start was back in July 30th last year. Did have a decent outing, but the Phillies did win that game. So Phillies for me in this game here. Scott, what do you got? I think the Phillies kill them. I think they win this game by north of three runs. I think it's not even going to be close. Uh, Looking at the actual pitching matchup, you already mentioned that Wheeler, last couple starts, he's been fine. The last three starts, he's allowed less than four earned. So he has been pitching somewhat better, but he was very good against Cleveland despite getting no run support. Pittsburgh, though, they just traded away Carlos Santana which is going to be the first of a couple of moves because this team's clearly going to trade for prospects at this point. There's no reason why you should hold on to other guys. Not to mention the fact that this team's injured to hell and back, so Pittsburgh's already pretty shorthanded. But you're looking at the Keller numbers here against Philly, and you mentioned the record, but I'll go through the actual hitting stats against Keller. So 68 plate appearances against Keller from Philly's active batters. A 443 batting average and a 500 on base percentage. It's otherworldly how good they are against <laughs> Keller. And if you told me a couple a year ago that Keller was going to make an all-star game, I would have laughed in your face. I don't think he's very good, just simply put. I think that he had a pretty solid first couple months of the year, and then he's regressed to what yeah. I thought Mitch Keller was, which is not a very good pitcher. And he's been getting shelled regularly ever since. I think Keller's going to get killed here. I think Wheeler pitches well against a pretty bad lineup. Keller, I think, is going to probably give up four or five in this game. So maybe you can take an an earned runs prop over if you want to take that approach instead. But for Philly, it would not shock me if Wheeler ends up striking out like nine or ten guys. He had eight strikeouts against Cleveland last game. And Cleveland really doesn't strike out that much. So I do think that Wheeler could be in line for a very big uh, strikeout game here. But with Santana being traded for Pittsburgh, that also sends a message to the rest of the team that they're not competing for anything. So just enjoy the last couple months while we kind of, uh, you know, play out the string. Give me Philly run line. I really think they win this game by like north of three runs. I think they're going to kill uh, Pittsburgh in this game. D-Rock? Yeah, I do think Philly is the right side, but uh, I do like the under eight and a half. I made my total eight. 
I, I do think we'll see a strong outing, especially from Wheeler. I, I love the K prop, uh, the way Scott was mentioning that. And Keller, I know he's had a rough couple of outings, but he has been good at home than on the road. So his last three starts on the road have all gone under the total. And I've been hearing reports, like you mentioned, they traded Wait, who, Carlos Santana. Who's the, last, who's the last start? Keller? Yeah. His last three uh, uh, at, home, at home, excuse me. At home. Okay, sorry. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, I, I've heard reports that they're trying to shop Keller as well, which to me is kind of confusing because I feel like he's the type of guy you kind of want to build your rotation around, especially with the, the first start of the year he's had. So I don't know. If they do wind up moving him, they just better get a nice return is all I'm saying. But I, I do think we'll see a nice pitching matchup from both guys, Wheeler and Keller. So I'm, I'm going to dive under eight and a half in this one. All right. Next game on the board. Uh, let's go over to the north side. Let's go over across the border to Toronto. The LA Angels. Uh, are headed to Toronto to take on the Blue Jays. I'm seeing newly acquired pitcher Lucas Giolito is going to get the start here for the Angels and Kevin Gossman on the mound here for the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, I'm currently seeing the Blue Jays are a minus 225 home favorite, plus 190 on the money line for the LA Angels. Total set at 8.5 run line, minus 1.5 even money for the Blue Jays and plus 1.5 minus 120. Uh, for the Angels. D-Rock, what do we got for this game? Yeah, another under for me, under 8.5, minus 102. I made my total 8. Real quick, I, I actually like the moves, the move for the Angels to pick up Lucas Giolito. I think they need another starter, maybe another arm or two in the bullpen as well, but I think it is a good start for them. Um, as for the game, I, I think we'll see a good pitching matchup here between Giolito and Gosman. Uh, surprisingly enough, the Blue Jays, with their lineup, they've been an under team this season at home, 27 and 17 toward the under at home. And let's not forget, like we mentioned earlier, Angels playing a doubleheader today, and then they have to travel to north of the border to Toronto, and they have to get Gosman, who he's been great at home this season. So bats may look a little sluggish on both sides, I think, uh, especially with the Angels. So I think we'll see a 4-3, 4-2 type type of game so i'm gonna go under here as well Pat, what do you got i think this price is insane i'm gonna take the angels uh, i have no idea why toronto is minus 220 uh, that doesn't make any sense i get that it's a bad sch uh, scheduling spot i'm aware of that but still 220 is insane because even though gaussman's been very good at home this season toronto doesn't really win many of his starts in fact toronto's 0-4 in his last four outings, and he's been decent or good in three of them. And you're looking at Giolito. He wasn't really getting much run support when he was with the White Sox. Not a shock there. Uh, he has been pretty good lately. He had one really bad start against the Mets when the wind was blowing out and he got shelled. He gave up three home runs, eight uh, earned runs in that start. But if you ignore that one, he's allowed less than three earned in three of the last four. So I think that he's pitched overall better uh, compared to the early part of the season. But you're looking at, once again, the Toronto numbers with Gaussman, or I should say record with Gaussman, really not that great for a pitcher who's been this good this season. And Gaussman has been solid at home, 2.58 ERA. But 220 with the Blue Jays, we all, we all can't stand this team because they're a psycho team. I'll take the Angels at around like two to one that price is insane i think toronto should be favored but i would probably have it at like minus 170 minus 180 220 i'll pass i'll take the angels yeah i think there's a lot of value here on the angels i know like we mentioned they're in uh, detroit with a double header look like they're going to sweep that uh double header but i think now maybe like the, or i think that the angels know that hey okay now it's time for us to go out and and 
accumulate as many wins as we can and try to get a playoff spot because, you know, the front office already came out and said, hey, we're not trading Otani. Uh, hopefully get Trout back sooner rather than later. But the bats are hot right now for the Angels over the last several weeks. Um, I know Giolito doesn't have the greatest numbers against the Angels. Uh, sorry, against the Blue Jays. Uh, he did have one. Start. Yeah, and uh, he had a start against the Toronto Blue Jays back on July 4th. Six innings, he only allowed two earned runs uh, to the uh, Blue Jays. Um, and the White Sox did lose that game 4-3 again because no run support for Lucas Giolito. But um, – I, the first thing, yeah, when I saw this line, I, exactly what Scott said, the price is just outrageous, especially for an Angels team that's coming in hot. Um, and again, Toronto's offense, it's a lot of times it's hit or miss. You know, sometimes they go out and put out six-plus runs, or they're going to either put up zero or one or two runs. And like Scott mentioned with Kevin Gossman, they haven't been able to give, really give him that uh, run support. Last four straight starts um, that the Toronto Blue Jays have lost, and two of those four starts, they got shut out. In a game against Detroit, they, they weren't able to score any runs, and against the Giants as well. So, um, I think a no hit in that game. Yeah, that, that was a no hitter. No hitter game. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It was. So, I, I think the value here is on the uh, Angels here. If you want to play the run line for the Angels at plus one and a half, minus one twenty, that, that might be worth a look as well. But uh, yeah, I like the Angels on this price that we're getting against uh, Kevin Gossman. All right, guys, next game on the board, we have a battle of two AL Central teams, the Cleveland Guardians. They are um, in Chicago to take on the White Sox. I don't see pitchers listed for this game or lines up for this game. Do either of you see anything different? No, I don't see anything. I mean, I'm assuming that uh, for the White Sox, it it was supposed to be Giolito. It was supposed to be Giolito for the Angels, but I don't know what Cleveland's going to do. I uh I, don't. I think yeah I think it's gonna be Syndergaard and I think it's gonna be that uh, oh, yeah. I don't know how, I don't know how to pronounce his name it's Toussaint Toussaint oh they're using uh, Tucson oh Tuki Tucson yeah, Tucson. yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah. forgot I forgot that Syndergaard might get the start for Cleveland I forgot about well, that one if yeah. it's Syndergaard for the White Sox right no because he was traded for no, his oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah I'm sorry yeah yeah Guardians. Yeah. Okay. If it's those two pitchers, then I'm gonna be looking at the over. But um, yeah, nothing official. So let's not waste time on that. Um, what I can tell you, you do want to take your time on is underdog fantasy with the football season approaching. NFL season is right around the corner, and underdog pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props, and they're available in a ton of markets. Plus, plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests. And of course, make sure to into a Enter Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets $1 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and make sure to use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $100. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com. Make sure to use promo code SGPN. All right, guys, let's get over to the next game on the board. Let's go over to... NL East battle. We got the Washington Nationals. They are headed to City Field to take on the New York Mets. 710 Eastern start. I'm seeing Mackenzie Gore is going to get the start here for the Washington Nationals. And Max Scherzer is getting the start here for the New York Mets. Looking at the lines for this game, the Mets are a minus 180 home favorite, plus 155 on the money line for the Washington Nationals. Total set at eight and a half. Run line minus one and a half plus one fifteen for the New York Mets plus one and a half minus one thirty five here for the New York Mets. Start here with McKenzie Gore on the mound for the uh, Nationals. Thus far this season, he has a record of 
Uh, let's see here. My page is refreshing. Uh, six and seven with a 4.37 ERA over his last five games. McKenzie Gore is three and oh, but he does have a 5.75 ERA in that span. Um, coming off a solid starting against the San Francisco Giants, five shutout innings where he allowed four hits. Part of that against the Cubbies, he gave up five earned runs. Uh, fortunately for him, the uh, offense was able to carry the Nationals in that game. They got the seven to five victory, but prior to that, um, he only lasted one and one third inning. I don't know if he came out with an injury in that game against the Reds, but it, he got blasted against the Phillies back on July first. He allowed, yeah, seven. Yeah, okay, seven earned runs and two and two thirds innings pitched against the Phillies. On the other side, like I mentioned, Max Scherzer, um, possibly his last start uh, for the Mets if they are able to find a trade partner for him. But eight and four on the season with a 4.20 ERA his last five games, one and two of the 4.80 ERA. He's been uh, pretty good in his career against the Washington nationals. And I'm trying to filter this down uh, since he joined the Mets or even over the past several seasons, but uh, in his career overall in seven appearances, four and oh, the 3.72 ERA. And since the 2022 season, going back to last year, Max Scherzer three and oh, the 2.78 ERA, 22 strikeouts and four appearances against the Nationals. And in those four starts, the uh, the Mets are three and one on the run line, minus one and a half. Um, I'm going to make this pick and I'm going to see Dylan's reaction, but I'm going to go with the Mets on the run line here, minus one and a half. And he's immediately shaking his head. I think the one thing that will concern me about the Mets against left-handed pitching, they are uh, in the bottom of the league in most of those statistical categories. But again, we talked about Kodai Senga. We talked about Max Scherzer. They've been pretty good at City Field thus far this year. If he was on the road, this might be a different story. But at City Field, I think Max Scherzer has been comfortable. So uh, I will go with the Mets run line here, minus one and a half here, D-Rock. Good luck. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I, I like the over. Uh, I got an eight. Uh, I also kind of like the dog, to be honest. Uh, I think they're live, plus 165, plus 155, whatever you could get. I only made the Mets a minus 120 favorite. Uh, as, as for the total, I made it a solid nine, so eight and a half I see out now. I, I still like it over. Don't look now, but the Mets could take another step further to get to last place after this series. I, I really think they'll end up in last place, to be honest, the way they're playing. Uh, Nationals, they've been swinging the bat well. They've gone over this number in four of the last five games. They're averaging about six and a half runs per game in their last five. Yes, you're right. Uh, Scherzer has been better at City Field, but he's just too inconsistent. Whenever the Mets have been doing good, or he'll, he'll, he'll fuck us up. He'll just always do it for <laughs> us. So... I could easily see him getting rocked tomorrow. He, I think he's checked out, to be honest. Uh, as for the trade, I don't know. Just because of the contract, him and Verlander, I don't know if they're going to uh, – even if they could find a suitor, I don't know if they're going to get anything worthwhile in return. So I, I think we see a suit out. I Honestly, I've checked out. I, I really don't care who wins this game, to be honest. But I do think we'll see runs. So give me the over here. Scott? Yeah, I'm really on the fence both ways because of the fact that Scherzer has been really good at home and really bad on the road. I said the same thing about Verlander a couple of uh, episodes ago, except Verlander hasn't been this bad on the Mm -hmm. road. So the splits are even more jarring. 
I think I'm blindly going to lean to Nationals plus one and a half because I do think that once again I don't trust the Mets to win by margin, and they might not, they might not bat in the ninth inning as the home team. So that's always a nice piece of insurance. Not to mention the Mets bullpen, which could always play a factor uh, for negative reasons if the Nationals are able to score a couple late. But I do think for this matchup, I am going to lean to the first five under if I had to pick. Gore's been pretty good against the Mets so far this season. Ten innings pitched, yeah. one run allowed, and Scherzer at home once again has been really good. It's really tricky to find value on this matchup because I'm not sure if I trust Gore and Scherzer once again has been really good at home. But if I had to pick a side, I'd probably pick Nationals because I do think that this line feels a little bit too high. I'll play it safe, though. I'll go with the plus one and a half and hope the Mets are up one and don't have to bat in the ninth inning. All right, next game on the board, a 7.20 Eastern start. We got the Milwaukee Brewers. They are headed to Hotlanta to take on the Braves. I'm seeing uh, Adrian Hauser is going to get the start here for the Brewers, and Chirinos is going to get the start here for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, the Braves are a minus 190 home favorite, plus 160 on the money line for the Brewers. Total is set at 10 with a little bit of big towards the under at minus 115. Run line, minus 1.5 even money for the Braves, and plus 1.5, minus 120 for the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, uh, Dylan, what do we got? Yeah, another total for me. Uh, I'll take the under 10 at minus 115. Number just seems a little high in my opinion. I made my total 9.4. So we just saw Adrian Hauser go against this Braves team in his last start, and he pitched pretty well in my opinion. The game went way under the total, and the Brewers are just a dead under team this whole season, 58-41 and 41 toward the under on the season, including going under in nine of their last 10 games. So last week they, they played a three-game series. Two of the three games went under while a third one hit 10 runs. It pushed. So I, I just think we're going to see another close game here like we did last week. Uh, I don't think we see a ton of runs. I do like Adrian Hauser here on the road as well. So going to go under 10 here. Yeah, I've been tempted by a lot of big money uh, money line underdogs here, and I'm going to go with the Brewers as well. Uh, just looking at this pitching matchup, I think Hauser's a better pitcher than Chirinos, and Hauser was pretty good against Atlanta last time out. Uh, pitched against him over the weekend, gave up three runs. It was really only one bad pitch. He gave up the three-run homer to O'Reilly. That was basically it. He pitched well besides that. But Chirinos, I think, is a pretty uh, standard long relief guy. I'm not sure if he even counts as a starter because he usually goes about four or five innings. And he's not been great mm -hmm. lately. So I think when you're looking at the actual numbers based on recent form, the fact that Chirinos has a 5.87 ERA at home, I'm not sold on Chirinos, and I think that Hauser's a bit underrated here. What was the line again? You said it was around minus 180, minus 190? Uh, I see minus 190. Yeah, the last three outings for Chirinos, eight and a third, 6.48 ERA. Four home runs allowed as well. It wouldn't, it wouldn't shock yeah. me if Yelich potentially took him deep. But I think when you're looking at this pitching matchup, I think Hauser's not that bad, and Milwaukee's been pretty good lately. I'll take the Brewers' money line at like plus 170, give or take. Yeah, I I'm guessing it was part of a trade that I kind of went over my head maybe, but um, he did face the Royals in his last game where he was, like Scott mentioned, he was a long reliever. Gave up three home runs to the Kansas City Royals. Yeah, I also um, realized that, I, said his, I said his home numbers, those were actually in Tropicana, but the point is he's yeah. not been good lately anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I think this might be an opportunity where, where the Brewers may be able to you know get up a couple runs against Chirinos, just depending on how long he does go. Um, even if he does go out two, three, four innings, I think that he could give up a couple runs to the Brewers. Maybe look at a first five team total over for the Brewers. Um, maybe like Scott mentioned that Christian Yelich is able to take him deep early, maybe in the first at bat. 
Um, but I think there is some value here on the Milwaukee Brewers, at least for this game, because minus 190 uh, doesn't warrant the starting pitcher for the Braves, or even if he does, like I mentioned, go a couple innings. I think there's some value here on the plus 160 on the money line, even the run line if you want to do a plus one and a half, minus 120. But um, at least for this game, not on the Braves. Um, uh, it just seems like the Braves are bored, man. I feel like they're, they're trying to get to the finish line here um, and then just kind of get into the playoffs because, you know, they're not as dominant as we saw in the first half of the season. So uh, they're not competing yeah, we'll, with anybody. I mean, yeah. you're looking at the Phillies and the Marlins. They both yeah. fell apart, too. So the Braves are just taking a nap to win the division title. The yeah. only concern, I guess, was going to be home field, which they're still in line for. And Tampa's falling apart, too. So it's mm-hmm. like a matter of they're treading water watching every other team around them fall apart. Baltimore, I guess, can make a run for it in terms of home field throughout, but Atlanta probably is bored. I mean, wouldn't you be pretty bored if the rest of your division was basically no-showing it? It's like the Dodgers every year in the NL West. Not this year, but they're up, what, like 15 to 20 with a couple weeks to go? I mean, like, why bother? Just keep everybody healthy and move on. Yep. Uh, all right, guys, next game on the board, AL Central battle between – well, not maybe a battle, but AL, AL Central AL Central teams. Minnesota Twins, they are in Kansas City to take on the Royals. I'm seeing Sonny Gray is going to get the start here for the Minnesota Twins. And Brady Singer is what I'm seeing for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, for this game, I'm seeing lines of minus 170 for the Minnesota Twins and plus 145 on the money line for the home underdog, the Kansas City Royals. Total set at nine with the big towards the over at minus 120. Run line minus one and a half, minus 105 for the Minnesota Twins and plus one and a half, minus 115 for the Kansas City Royals here. Scott, what do we got for this game? I think I'm going to go with the Twins. I've given them a hard time this year, but they have actually been better lately. But it's really just based on the head-to-head uh, with the Royals this season, which is why I actually will go with Minnesota run line as well. Uh, just looking at the head-to-head, Minnesota's winning 9-1. And they've won eight of those nine games. Actually, let me do the math here. Is it every game? They've won uh, every game by multiple runs. Against the Twins? I'm oh, sorry, against, against the Royals. Yeah. They've uh, lost one game. They lost on April 29th. You look at the other nine games they've played, Minnesota's 9-0, and and each win has been by multiple runs. So I'll they take them once again, one on the run one. They lost one yeah. back on April 29th. But yeah, every other right. game. Yeah, they won by multiple runs. And Sonny Gray, I think, once again, I've given him a hard time lately because he hasn't been as good. But I think he's good enough. Singer, we know, is not very good. And Singer, I think, should struggle against this lineup. Minnesota's been playing better lately. I know Buxton's officially back. He was on paternity leave. I believe he's now back in the lineup. Hasn't been great lately, but still, I know that he can make an impact on occasion. He's still a good outfielder. But you're looking at the overall dominance this season. I forgot the comparison it was the Guardians against somebody. Was it the twin like the Tigers a couple years ago? They went like 17 and 2, and every game was on the run line or something crazy. But if you're 9 and 1 against one of the worst teams in the league, and all nine wins are by multiple runs, I watched Kansas City over the weekend. They got swept by the Yankees. Wasn't really close either. They're just a really, really bad baseball team that should unload some talent, whatever they have left over the next couple of days. Give me twins run one. I'll take it a step further. Since 2016, and again, I know lineups and things like that change. Sonny Gray has faced the Royals team nine times. 9-0 straight up, 9-0 on the run line, minus one and a half. So, And they're outscoring uh, the Royals in those games by an average of 6.33 to 1.67. So that's enough for me. 
and he's continued his dominance this season as well in two starts against the Royals. 11 innings pitched, one earned run allowed, and he's only allowed eight hits in those 11 innings pitched and eight strikeouts. So not much more to, for me to add. Scott pretty much wrapped it up there. D-Rock, anything different? Uh, nothing really. I agree. Uh, minus one and a half, minus one Oh five. I, I did see him open up a minus minus one fifty five, and maybe that's kind of like Malcolm's unit and a half play. I do think they have obviously the advantage with Sonny gray on the mound, especially against the Royals who can't buy a win right now. And I know that the twins have lost two straight, but I think this is a nice series to get him back on track. Maybe look towards an over. What did you say the total was at? I see a nine. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I would look maybe over. A, yeah, maybe a, a Twins team total then. Yeah, t- I, I see I see a, t- a Twins team total at a 5 at minus 125. That's a little high, but uh, the Twins bats have been raking, and we got 15-mile-an-hour winds blowing out into center field. So I could understand why the number's on the up because I, I saw it open up at an 8.5, so it's at a 9 now. Yeah, I, I would look towards the over and definitely Twins run line here. Well, you mentioned the wind blowing out. I want to actually point out, though, that's actually better for Minnesota because Gray's only allowed three home runs the entire season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brady Singer against the Twins earlier this season, two and two-thirds innings pitched, five hits, eight earned runs he gave up in that span. So um, this has, yeah, Twins written all over it. All right, boys, next game on the board, we have the – what do we have? I'm sorry. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays. They are headed down here to Houston to take on the Astros. I am seeing Shane McClanahan is going to get the start here for the Tampa Bay Rays, and Christian Javier is going to get the start for the Houston Astros. Uh, Rays are a minus 115 road favorite. Astros are a minus 105 Um Home underdog total set at eight and a half, a little bit of victory over at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half, plus 145 for the Rays, plus one and a half, minus 174. The Houston Astros. Shane McClanahan this season, 11 and one with a 2.89 ERA, but that's not the full story. You take a look over his last five games. In five games that he has started, one and oh, with a 5.40 ERA, he's allowed 14 earned runs in 23 and one thirds innings pitched. Probably coming off of his worst outing of the season in his last start, which was against the Baltimore Orioles in four innings pitched. He allowed five earned runs to the Baltimore Orioles, and the uh, Rays have lost three out of his last four starts against the opposition, which was the Orioles, the Rangers, uh, and the Kansas City Royals. On the other side, Christian Javier gets started here for the Houston Astros on the season. He is 7-2, and two, I believe. Yeah. A 4.32 ERA hasn't been very good over his last five starts. 0-1 with a 9.70 ERA is coming off a decent start in his last start, which was against the Oakland A's. Unfortunately, the Astros did not provide any run support in that game where they did take an L four to one against the Royal. Sorry, against the A's. Javier in that game allowed six walks to the Oakland A's. Um, <sighs> I I want to say I want to get behind the Astros here, but I'm not sure if I can trust Christian Javier. But I think both pitchers are gonna give up some runs here in this game. Um, the Astros against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks and over the last month are right in top ten in most of those offensive statistical categories. And anytime I've seen the Astros go up against the Rays, whether it's been in the playoffs or whether it's been during the regular season, it just feels like they kind of have their number. 
Um, so I'm going to go with, I'm going to fade Shane McClanahan here. I'm going to go with the Astros, but I'm going to take a look at what this number comes out for their uh, team total in this game. Because I do feel like the Astros will be able to put up runs. I know they got Jordan Alvarez and Jose Altuve back in that last game against the Rangers where they got absolutely blown out to the Astros. But I mean, we saw it without those two guys in the lineup. This team can still put up runs. Now you're arguably getting back two of your uh, best hitters. I know Kyle Tucker's having a fantastic season for the Astros, but uh, I'm going to take the hometown team, the Astros, minus 105 here on the run line here, Scott. I'm sorry, on the money line. I'm going to take the Astros money line as well. Uh, Simply put, Javier has not been great lately. Uh, He was pretty good against Oakland, despite walking six guys, which is embarrassing. But still, only gave up one hit. He turned into Luke Weaver a little bit for about four straight starts because he kept getting killed and they kept winning, uh, which was kind of weird because his once again, his record of seven and two doesn't suggest just how many losses he deserved over the last couple of weeks. And the Astros were averaging basically 10 runs per start in terms of run support to help him out. But you're looking at McClanahan's numbers and Houston has kind of killed him in his career. A uh, total of yeah. 40, uh, 43 at-bats against our plate appearances against McLennan, a 359 batting average, and a 419 on base percentage. So I think you're looking at McLennan, who could struggle. The real problem I have with Tampa is that, once again, they're 5-15 and 15 in, this, in the month. They forgot how to hit, and Houston's at home. It's not going to be easy. You probably can find a better line live. It would not shock me if Tampa jumped out to an early lead, maybe 2 nothing or so early on, and then Tampa's bullpen came in and suddenly you had some fireworks on your hands. But I'll go with uh, Houston at a pretty cheap price at home. Yeah, last season, McClanahan against the Astros 0-2 with a 7.00 ERA. Um, these were uh, back on September 20th and then October 1st uh, against the Astros. Uh, did take, like I mentioned, two L's in those both of those games here. Uh, sorry, Dylan, what do you got? Uh, real quick, what team total were you looking for? Astros? Astros, yeah, it's at four at minus 105. That's not bad. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah, I like not that. bad at all. I, I like that as well. I'm actually going to go on the other side. I do like the Rays here. I made them a minus 140 favorite. I think this should be a really good series, to be honest. Like you mentioned, they got Jordan Alvarez and Altuve back in that lineup. Uh, but I kind of want to be on the right side of things when this Rays team turns it around, which I'm hopeful that they will at some point with their ace on the mound. I you mentioned it. Christian Javier hasn't looked good. Uh, I know Shane McClanahan hasn't. He's had back-to-back rough starts, in my opinion. And I think this is a good bounce-back spot for him. I know the history with the Astros haven't, hasn't been good. But even in those two losses that Shane McClanahan has had, his hard hit rate hasn't been that high at all. It's in the high 20s, so it hasn't been that high. I just think he needs some run support. If his bat, if their bats were alive like they were early on, I think they would be winning those games. So I'm hoping the bats can wake up against Javier. So I'll take the small favorite here on the road with the Rays. All right. Next game on the board, we have a 8-15 Eastern start. Battle of NL Central teams, uh, Chicago Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals. So I'm saying Jordan Montgomery is going to get the start here for the Cardinals. I do not see a starter uh, listed for the Cubs. Do either one of you see anything different Drew for the Smiley. Cubs? True Smiley. Okay. Uh, Dylan, do you see any lines for this game? Yeah, minus 165 for the Cardinals, plus 130 for the Cubs. Over-unders at 8.5. Minus 1.5 is at plus 125 for the Cardinals, plus 1.5 for the Cubs, minus 155. Okay, uh, you want to take us away? Yeah, this is my game anyway. Uh, I like the over eight and a half. Uh, I made my total 8.9. I think we'll see a high-scoring game, especially with the way the Cubs have been swinging the bat. 
averaging around 7.2 runs per game in the last five games. They've gone over this total in four straight games. While the Cardinals, they're 4-1 and one toward the over in their five games. Now, if you want to look at uh, Smiley's last five games, all five games have been shootouts and have gone over this number, including his last start against the Cardinals. Now, Montgomery hasn't had any luck against the Cubs, so I do think the Cubs are a little live here. 0-2 against the Cubs this season, 11 runs given up in 11 innings, and both those games went way over this number. So just everything is screaming towards the over, plus we got winds blowing out around 9, 10 mile an hour, not too crazy, but still got winds blowing out into center field, so that should help. Uh, everything's screaming over. I, I got to take the over 8.5 here. I mean, you mentioned if it is Smiley for the Chicago Cubs, a minimum of nine runs have been scored in uh, his last five starts, and – for those five stars, we've seen at least double-digit runs combined in those games as well. Um, he's allowed at least four earned runs in three straight games. And like you mentioned, D-Rock, in his last start against the Cardinals, he allowed four earned runs in three and two-thirds innings pitch. So um, looking at a Cardinals team total over, I think Jordan Montgomery can go along well here, but I 100% agree about What did you say what the total was, nine? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Okay, yeah, that perfect. I like that over at eight and a half um, for this game. Uh, Scott, anything? Uh, for me, I'm going to lean to the over as well. Uh, the reason why the Cubs haven't listed a pitcher is because they've been trying to use an opener for Smiley, mm. and he's still really bad, so that's not yeah. working. Uh, I don't really know what they're going to do with him moving forward because the Cubs, I guess, are in theory still in the hunt being six back, but – I mean, Smiley's useless at this point. He's been bad for a month and change. Montgomery, though, did get shelled by the Cubs last start, gave up five runs, so I do think he's in line to struggle. I'm going to lean Cardinals, but once again, I think I just like the over. I really don't like either pitcher. I think the Cardinals are in better form, uh, so I'll lean that way. But once again, I'll lean to the over and just expect a bunch of runs to happen. All right. Maybe the series of the weekend, boys. I know we're going to all have this on our screen. The Oakland A's, they are headed to Colorado to take on the Rockies. Currently seeing that the starters for this game, I am JP. No. Yeah, JP Sears for the Oakland A's. And Kyle Freeland is going to get the start here for the Rockies. I do not see lines for this game. D-Raw, can you help me out if you see anything? Yeah, minus 120 for the Athletics, plus 100 for the Rockies, over-unders at 11, minus 1.5 for the A's, plus 125, plus 1.5, minus 155. Wait, uh, Oakland's, Oakland's favored in a baseball game? <laughs> yeah. On the road. In On the road. I'm, I'm taking the Rockies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I need to say. At this point, with both teams being so bad, if you want to give me a home team, uh, Oakland's actually favored in a baseball game. They're twenty eight and seventy six. I'll take Where the Rockies. Where are we in? I'll take the Rockies. Like it, and it's I don't not like minus one hundred five. It's minus one twenty. <laughs> like that's crazy yeah. to me. I, I'll take the Rockies. I did not have anything for this game. D Rock, anything to add? I mean, do we really have to say much? I made the Rockies a minus 165 favorite. So uh, 165. I got You had a massive yeah, difference. Massive. <laughs> so I, I lean over play as of well. The year. Yeah. Play yeah. <laughs> well, play of the year. Max bet of the year. Exactly. Uh, Kyle Freeland and the Rockies, uh, they've won six of his last 10 starts at home, including his last two starts. Yeah. I'm not, especially against better offenses like the Angels and Dodgers. I, I think the wrong team is favorite. I don't know why they're the favorite, but yeah, I'll take the even money with the Rockies. Yeah, I'm not going to argue that. Uh, all right, guys, next game. 
him on the board. Let's go over to uh, let's go over to Arizona. We got the Seattle Mariners. They are traveling down to Arizona to take on the struggling Diamondbacks. Uh, Logan Gilbert gets a start here for the Seattle Mariners, and Tommy Henry gets a start here for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, looking at the lines for this game, the Mariners are a minus 135 road favorite here, plus 115 on the money line. For the Arizona Diamondbacks, total set at nine with a little bit of juice towards the over at minus 115. Run line minus one and a half plus 120 for the Mariners and plus one and a half minus 140 for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, Logan Gilbert has been really good actually on the road this season for the uh, Seattle Mariners. He possesses a, I think it was, yeah, six and one with a 3.26 ERA in 11 starts. On the road against NOS teams, 2-0 with a .56 ERA. He's allowed one earned run in 16 innings pitch against the NL West this season. The Seattle Mariners have won four straight starts when uh, Logan Gilbert has gotten the start. Uh, his last start, he did struggle a little bit against the Toronto Blue Jays, but fortunately for him, uh, the offense put up nine runs and they were able to edge out the Blue Jays in a 9-8 victory. Um on the other side, Tommy Henry, left-handed pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. He is 5-3 with a 4.01 ERA. Uh, at home in Chase Field, just uh, in seven starts, 1-1 one one with a 3.00 ERA. He's been pretty good over his last five games. 2-2 two two record, but he does have a 2.67 ERA. Uh, his last start was against the Cincinnati Reds, where he allowed four earned runs and four in one-thirds innings pitched. Hasn't made it past the fifth uh, or hasn't made it to the fifth inning, I should say, in each of his last two starts. The Diamondbacks have lost three straight starts uh, with um, Tommy Henry on the mound. This kind of came down to me that I, uh, number one, Gilbert has been great on the road. But I think even if the Diamondbacks do get out to a lead here, can you really trust this uh, bullpen? Because we've seen it throughout the season, especially post All Star break, that they've given up the lead. We saw it against the Cardinals in that series. Um, I'm going to go with the Mariners here on the money line, minus 135 behind Logan Gilbert here, Scott. I'm going to agree with you. Uh, simply put, I don't think Arizona is going to make the playoffs. They are a classic uh, first half or first couple months Cinderella story team that is suffering the effects of an 162-game season because they are regressing back to what they probably should have been all year long, which is a team that's going to finish around 500. That's just how I see this team being. Uh, they can't close games out. They have completely just fallen apart in every aspect, and the home series against the Cardinals was a great example of that because the bullpen was brutal in that series. I'm going to take the Marlins. I, I think that when uh, the Mariners, I mean. I think when you're looking at this pitching matchup, Henry's been fine. But I think Gilbert's the much better pitcher, just by comparison. Yeah. And I do think that Seattle's bullpen isn't great, but it's better than Arizona's. I tweeted out a couple months ago. I'm trying to pull it up. Uh, but I did tweet that Arizona's going to miss the playoffs because of how bad the bullpen is. I think when they were in first place in that division. Uh, so that so far seems like it's going to happen. They're currently half a game out of the playoffs. But I want nothing to do with Arizona. They've been really bad. I tweeted out in May. I said May 24th, the Diamondbacks bullpen's going to cost them a playoff spot, and they went from first place to out of a playoff spot. So I don't trust them to hold on to leads. Give me Seattle. Uh, D-Rock. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I do like the Mariners here on the road. Uh, I also lean under nine. Um, I only made uh, the Mariners a minus 140 favorite. I made the total 8.6. So 
I agree. Tommy Henry does, isn't as good as Logan Gilbert, but he hasn't been that bad. He just hasn't gotten the run support. I think his hard hit rate has been down at home this season. Like you mentioned, Munaf, uh, Logan Gilbert has been better on the road than at home this season. His last two starts on the road went under this number. So I think we'll see a nice pitching matchup. Hopefully the bullpen doesn't cost us. Seattle does have a top five bullpen. I just don't trust Arizona's bullpen at all. So uh, I'm going to hold my breath and take the under here. All right, next game on the board, the Texas Rangers. They are headed to San Diego to take on the Padres. Uh, Dane Dunning gets a start here for the Texas Rangers, and Joe Musgrove gets a start here for the San Diego Padres. Looking at the lines for this game, I am currently seeing – just went off my screen here. Give me one second. Let me refresh here. Uh Let's see. Uh, minus 175 for the Padres, plus 150 on the money line for the uh, Texas Rangers. Total set at eight with a little bit of a towards the over at minus 115. Run line, minus one and a half, plus 110 for the Padres, and plus one and a half, minus 130 uh, for the uh, Texas Rangers. Dylan, what do we got for this game? Yeah, another game where I just don't understand the odds. I, I mean, I agree the Padres should be the favorite at home, but minus 175 against one of the best teams in the league is a little egregious in my opinion. I only made the Padres a minus 135 favorite. First off, the Padres are a 500 club at home. They've lost three of their last four games to the Tigers and Pirates. And, you know, they just couldn't get their bats going. While the Rangers, they have no issues. We saw what they did last night. I think they have the best lineup in baseball. I think the numbers indicate that. First in batting average, first in RBIs, first in runs, first in hits, second on base, second in doubles. They're averaging 7.2 runs per game in the last five games. They could go over this number themselves, I think. And I, I get Joe Musgroves has been good in the month of July, but... I just don't believe in their bats. I, I think Dane Dunning can actually have a good game on the road. He's actually been better on the road than at home this season. So at this plus price, it just came down to which team I trust more, and it's the Rangers by a mile, to be honest. So I got them at plus 152, plus 150. Anything over a plus 135, I think there's value here with the Rangers. Uh, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with the Rangers as well. I'm not a fan of this price for the Padres. We keep talking about what teams are going to do right around the deadline, and San Diego should blow it up because they're not even close to a playoff spot. I'm not saying Soto's going to get traded. I'm not saying he's not going to get traded, but it would not shock me if Blake Snell or some other pieces got shipped off. The point is this team is has been a mess. I called them the Mets of the West for a good reason, and they have not been good. For the entire season. So the Rangers have been playing some good baseball lately. The all-star break let them reset after they were slumping to end the first half. They've been really good. And they were great offensively again against Houston last night. But at the end of the day, I think when you're looking at Dunning's numbers, I understand Dunning has not been great lately. Still been better on the road than at home this season. But I think when you're looking at the price, the Rangers are 11 games better than the Padres. So you know that it's not even close on paper who's the better team. Mm -hmm. If you want to lay 160 with the Padres, have fun. That's not going to be me. I'll take Texas. Yeah, I think, again, this is another game where we're seeing a uh, mismatch, I guess, on price. But I think value here on the Texas Rangers. But uh, everything agree agree with everything you guys just said. Dane Dunning has been good on the road as well. And um, at a plus 150 price with the better offense, um, like you know Dylan laid out the numbers, the best offense in the league thus far this season, plus 150. With the better team, with the better record, possibly I think maybe the better pitcher, but 
I'll take offense over pitching any day of the any day of the week. So give me the Rangers plus 150 on the money line here as well. Two games left on the board here, boys. Uh, Penn Ultimate game. We got the Cincinnati Reds. They are in LA to take on the Dodgers. Brandon Williamson gets a start here for the Cincinnati Reds. And I think it is Bobby Miller for the um yeah, for the uh sorry for the Dodgers. Um the Dodgers are a minus 230 home favorite, plus 195 on the money line for the Reds. Total is set at nine and a half with a little bit of big towards the over at minus 115. And run line is minus 110 both ways here. Scott, what do we got for this game? I'm going to lean Reds money line again. Uh, at the end of the day, there's so many insane lines that I just disagree with. <laughs> Dodgers should be favored. Like, I'm not going to argue with that. Miller's 6-1 and one record-wise, but his home numbers aren't good. 5.93 ERA, and the Dodgers give him a lot of run support, so I do like the over in the game. But 230, I, I just can't do it. Uh, even in that series against Toronto, the Dodgers' bullpen's a mess. It's still a mess. They improved it slightly for a couple of weeks, but you could definitely tell there's some holes there. I'm not saying the Reds' bullpen is that great either, but 230 is nuts. I, I think Cincinnati is good enough to hang in there. And Cincinnati is good against every team besides the Brewers, apparently. But luckily for them, they don't have to face the Brewers again this season. So that's going to be a benefit moving forward. Aline Reds, this game didn't come down to the wire. Would it shock me if the Dodgers rally late to win the game? No. Maybe the Reds plus one and a half is worth a look, too. But I can't lay 230 with a pitcher with roughly a 60 array at home. That's just not going to happen. So I'll take the Reds if I had to. Uh, D Rock, what do you got? Yeah, I agree with Scott. Give me another dog. Uh, I actually see plus two tens out there. I only made the Dodgers a minus one seventy favorite, and I think that was kind of, uh, I, I think that was kind of generous to be honest. You know, getting an extra thirty forty cents on the Reds on the road, who've actually played decent ball on the road this season, twenty eight and twenty two straight up on the road this season for the Reds. And I would argue they're playing better baseball than the Dodgers right now. I agree with the over. I do think that uh, we'll see a lot of runs here, but I'm just not a big Bobby Miller fan. He gives up a lot of hard contact at home, and I think the Reds could hang around in this game. So plus 210, uh, you're getting plus 103 on plus one and a half with the Reds, too, on the run line. I think that's worth a look. So, uh, yeah, I'll take a flyer with the Reds as well. Yeah, I think the value here is on the Reds. I do like the over in this game, but, I mean, like you guys mentioned, Bobby Miller has – North of a 5.5 ERA in his last five starts, and also on the, uh, at Dodger Stadium, right? Which just means that the Dodgers are just going out and swinging a hot bat anytime he does get the start for the um, for the Dodgers. Um, so I like the over nine and a half. We know Cincinnati's Reds offense can put up runs. The offense for the uh, Dodgers speaks for themselves as well. Not a huge fan of Brandon Williamson either, but again, if you had a gun to my head, at least for a side, I would go with the Reds. Um, but I do like the over nine and a half in this game uh, between these two squads. Last game on the board, guys, we've got the Boston Red Sox. They are in San Francisco to take on the Giants. I'm seeing Cutter Crawford is getting the start here for the Boston Red Sox, and Logan Webb is getting the start here for the uh, San Francisco Giants. Uh, currently, I am seeing lines of minus 150 for the San Francisco Giants. Plus 130 on the money line for the Boston Red Sox. Total set at 7.5. A little bit of juice towards the over at minus 120. Run line for the Giants, minus 1.5, plus 140. And plus 1.5, minus 165 for the Boston Red Sox. Red Sox in the month of July, I believe, do have the best record in the entire MLB at 14-5. and five. Uh, But Carter Crawford thus far this season, 4-5 and five with a 4.04 ERA. 
Last five games hasn't been very good. Um, he does have a two and two record, but he does have a four point five six ERA on the road this season. Four and three with a two point four eight ERA. His last start was against uh, Dylan's uh, Mets, where he allowed four earned runs in that game, and he did take an L to the Mets of the five uh, with a five four final score. Um, but we have seen runs put up, and he's got run support from the Red Sox when he is on the mound. Prior to that Mets game, eleven to five victory over the Cubs, ten to six victory over the Texas Rangers, seven to six victory over the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. Um, Logan Webb is at home, and a lot of times when I do see Webb at home, that usually means I automatically want to bet him um, at home, especially. This season, uh, at least over the last five games, Logan Webb one and two with a four point six six ERA. The Giants have lost three of his last five starts, two of which were on the road. Uh, his last start was probably his worst outing of the season, where he allowed six earned runs to the Washington Nationals in uh, in Nationals Park. Just lasted one and one thirds inning there. At home this season, he is four and three with a two point zero two ERA, fourteen earned runs allowed, only in sixty two and one thirds innings pitched. I'm going to go with the Red Sox here. I think this offense has started uh, or is, has been consistently putting up runs here. I think they can get to Logan Webb here. Um, I think Cutter Crawford can go along well here, but I just think the the offense um, for the Red Sox obviously is better. Giants are, have been reeling at the moment uh, post all-star break, especially I have the hotter team, one of the best records in the MLB in the month of July. Red Sox, shockingly, trying to make a playoff push here. So uh, I'm going to go the Red Sox on the money line here as a dog of plus 130 here, Scott. Yeah, once again, I'll go with the dog. I know that Logan Webb at home has been worthy of being a massive favorite. I understand the argument, once again, that you're looking at a pretty underwhelming pitcher with Cutter Crawford. Uh, but at the end of the day, Logan Webb also wasn't very good last start. In fact, the Nationals destroyed him. He pitched yeah. less than two innings, and he gave up six runs, I believe. So I understand, once again, the Giants being favored. They should be favored. 150, though, for a team that's been playing some bad baseball for the last week and change, their only two wins in the past week were against Oakland, and that's not really worth much. Uh, but I think when you're looking at how these teams match up, I think Crawford's decent enough to hang around, but it's mostly going to be the Red Sox offense comparing to the Giants offense, which has fallen off a cliff. I think it's going to be close. It's not going to be an easy game either way, but laying 150 with a team in bad form against the hottest team in the league, I think it's just a pretty risky, I'd say, venture. So I'll take the value with the Red Sox. Once again, should come down to the wire. Going to be a close game either way. But if the Red Sox can hang around and keep it, a tie game, let's just say going into the seventh. I think that's a pretty realistic outcome. And I do think once again, if they offset the starting pitching advantage that the Giants have, you get a lot of value. So I think the Red Sox can hang around. Give me a pretty decent plus money pl- uh, price. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Red Sox are alive here. I only made the Reds. I only made the Giants a minus one thirty favorite. So getting, I see plus one thirty twos out there. So I, I do like the Red Sox, but I actually like the over seven and a half. Uh, seems a little yeah. low considering it's a night game in San Francisco. We know how the ball loves to travel in in San Fran. Plus, we got ten mile an hour winds blowing out in the center field. I made my total eight point two, mainly because of the way the Red Sox have been swinging the bat. They've gone over this number in four of the last five games they're averaging six runs per game in their last five all we need is two three runs from the giants which i think they can manage so their bats have you know got going against the a's in their last series who which 
team hasn't. But I'm hoping it rolls through into this series. I'm hoping we see like maybe a 5-3, 4-3 kind of game. So I'm going to go over uh, 7.5 here. All right. That was the last game on the board for the Friday schedule. One order of business left here. That is going to be our locks and dogs for the Friday schedule. Uh, Dylan, you want to lead us off? Yeah, uh, so for my dog, I'll start with my dog. It was the Rangers plus 150. I know we like we talked about a lot of plus prices, but plus 150 with the best lineup in the league. Uh, yeah, I, I got to go with the Rangers here on the road. I, I think they actually smoke them. So I'm going to take the Rangers as my dog. For my lock, uh, I was bouncing through a couple of plays, but I'm going to go to that total with the Cardinals and Cubs over eight and a half. Uh, this this just screams over to me. Like I said, uh, Drew Smiley isn't good. He's been giving up a total uh, a lot of runs, and every time uh, Jordan Montgomery comes up. He just he he doesn't have the the Cubs have his number, so he gives up eleven runs in eleven innings. So everything's screaming towards the over here. I think we see a high scoring game. So I'm gonna go over eight and a half as my lock with the Cubs and Cardinals. All right, Scott, what do you got? All right, uh, so for my lock on this one, I'm gonna go with the Phillies. My, I'm actually gonna go with two plus money plays or one even money play and one plus money play. Uh, my lock's gonna be on the. Uh, you know what? I'll actually just stick with the uh, dog and lock. I'll stick with the correct odds. So for my lock, I'll go with the Twins run line. Uh, simply put, I'm going to keep fading Kansas City. I think when you're looking at how bad this team is, I watched them over the weekend against the Yankees. They were atrocious. And Singer's been really bad. You mentioned earlier he got shelled in his last start against Minnesota. Gray, I believe you said, was a 9-0 and on the run line uh, yep. since 2016 against mm-hmm. the Royals. And the Twins are 9-1 and straight up this season against Kansas City. All nine wins, they covered the run line. So they've tended to win by multiple runs against the worst team in the league or the second worst team, whatever. They're, they're in lockstep with Oakland. Uh, but give me the Twins run line at even money as my lock. And for my dog, I am going to go back to the Phillies and Pirates game. Give me the Phillies minus one and a half at plus 105. I'll put my money where my mouth is. I think Weaver's going to pitch well. The Pirates have officially started the waving of the flag process by trading away Carlos Santana, but Keller's been brutal uh, ever since the All-Star break, and I do think he's in line to get shelled here. Philly has not been good lately, but facing off against Pittsburgh might help, and I do think that Wheeler, after pitching really well against the Guardians last time out, should pitch well once again. Give me the Phillies to win by at least two runs at plus 105. All right. Love those two picks. I am in lockstep with you on the Twins. Uh, Minus one and a half, minus 105 uh, for everything that you just mentioned. Not going to regurgitate it. Um, Better team, better pitcher on the mound. Um, And again, you mentioned the history about Sonny Gray as well. Nine and no straight up, nine and no on the run line. So look look for that to continue. So I'll take the Twins with you as well at minus one half minus 105 uh, bonus. I'll give the uh, Mariners as well. I do like the Mariners on the money line minus 135 uh, with Logan Gilbert on the mound against a reeling uh, Arizona Diamondbacks team. So I'll give you two locks there for my dog. I'm going to swing. We're well, not really swing for the fences, but it's just a value play. And this again, we talked about this team. They're playing today. I know they're on a double header, but plus 180 on the Angels. Um, I'm going to take that to the bank. I know they have to travel up to Toronto. Lucas Giolito is going to get his first start here. I expect him to go along well here. The offense has been hot for the Angels at plus 180. I think they can continue their hitting or their winning streak here. So, um, you know, we mentioned they're keeping Otani. They said they're going to be buyers. They want to make a playoff push. 
Um, it might be worth putting something down on this Angels team, maybe a couple bucks to see if they make the playoffs. I know they'll get Mike Tribe back soon, but at least for this first game, uh, plus 180 on the Angels. I'll take that to the bank uh, who have been playing some good baseball right now. So uh, I'll take the Angels plus 180 as my dog for the Friday games. All right, guys, that is going to do it for this edition of the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, Scott, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here? Not really. A lot of games, a lot of plus money plays that I like, so hopefully uh, those end up cashing. But it seems like we all expect a decent dog night, or maybe just the odds seem very off. But I usually lean to favorites, but on the overall glimpse at the card, I thought a lot of the odds were just ridiculous. That's kind of my final takeaway. Uh, D-Rock, anything else? Yeah, I agree more. I think the numbers are uh, infatuated, not infatuated, um, inflated. So so I, I agree. Got some baseball tonight. Uh, props. I wish I wish props were out a little earlier so we could give them out. But, uh, yeah, props will be out tomorrow hopefully as well. So, uh, yeah, got a lot of baseball left. Yeah, a lot of baseball left. Slots still to be determined in some of these divisions. Appreciate everybody in the chat as usual that joins us live that you guys make the show go by um or keep it entertaining i should say for sure uh, a lot of engagement there uh tv dbj case and dylan uh, the usual suspects captain saino knows not here right now but he's always in the chat with us as well so i appreciate all you guys joining us daily um again if you haven't already subscribed to the mlb gambling podcast youtube channel please go ahead and do so if you haven't left us a rating and review wherever you do listen to your uh, podcast whether it's apple spotify wherever that might be Please, please do us a favor. Leave us a rating and review. Definitely do appreciate it. It helps us grow the show. Uh, make sure to follow Scott on Twitter at Rychelle Radio. You can follow Dylan on Twitter at Rock with two Ks, R-O-C-K-K-24. Follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. But more importantly, follow us on Twitter at uh, MLBSGPN. And we're also on Instagram as well uh, is the MLB Gambling Podcast. Uh, just look up MLB Gambling Podcast and you'll see us. Give us a follow on Instagram as well if you are there. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow uh, for our Lock Dog in Total episode. Maybe catch up on some more futures uh, or we'll have something to talk about. But uh, good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride.